Welcome to the Matchbox Podcast. We've taken up the challenge to rapidly build and launch five startups in 10 weeks. This podcast is an audio log of the journey. You feeling good? We will will make it work. Oh, I thought deeper into the um, concept of what I was explaining to you before. Yeah. And the more and more I think about it, I've kind of built, uh, I guess, a... uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of like a timeline or a uh, product flow, I guess, a flow chart essentially uh, in my head mm-hmm. of how it would work. And it it kind of does seem all right. One of my mates, he's into entrepreneurship as well. I spoke to him about it. Yeah. And he, he reckons it's a decent idea. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. No, but um. I think that if we just, I guess, we have to, the, the, the item does have to be of, of like importance and value, if you know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the selling point more than anything. Like, uh, I guess mischief could be anything. It's the products that makes it, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mischief wouldn't be cool if they sold something that wasn't, cool like they cool. they are they're inherently cool because of the item they sell more yeah, so than they are like more so than as a brand like supreme isn't cool because it's supreme it's cool because their products are cool or because yeah. there's the illusion that their products are cool so like yeah, um yeah, yeah. ideating around yeah. that i was thinking like um what's like novel it has to be uh, more of a novel thing than anything looking at like trends and stuff because mm-hmm. people buy the, like the interest. Yeah. And I have this book. Let me grab it. What's the book? It's called consumer behavior and Asia Pacific approach. Okay. It's essentially like an in-depth analysis of why people buy what they buy and yeah what they do. So I was looking in it and a lot of companies like Nivea and uh, lotions, they all chose a really shitty demographic. So they chose like 60 to 65 as like their like interest to have a geese at. And there yeah. was a lot of um, feedback because th- that generation is a lot more um, prone for viable feedback compared to millennials. So what they mm-hmm. what they constructed was a um, a survey at the start of launch, and they just pretty much said, "What do you want?" Because that's I think that's what we need to do. We need to say to someone, "Yeah, what do you want?" What because do you want? As a me partner. and you, we're not really the people that are into that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we get behind the cool idea, but I think that's because we have entrepreneurial minds, if you know what I mean, more than anything yeah, else. I understand. So if we could say, maybe get a set of 50, maybe even 20, like even just 20 people yeah. in a demographic uh, of like the target group we're looking at. And we just say, mm-hmm. what, what would you like to see? What's something you want to buy that you don't have? Yeah. Because we don't have the, the good user, like good target research. Yeah. Well, we don't have the, um, like the, I guess the 
grace or the option to ask a bunch of 65 year olds because they're not really the, you know I mean? Yeah. Like they haven't experienced the same, I guess, culture. Quick question. Did you manage to get that running on your mom's phone? Um, I'm just telling the new update, the new iOS update. I think she's oh, on okay. 12.9. That's why I was telling. <laughs> Minimum support was iOS 13. Of course you wouldn't download updates. <sighs> Two minutes remaining in the update. All good, all good. And I'm updating my phone as well because maybe my phone wasn't on. I don't know. My phone. No, was, yours was on iOS 13.2. It had to have been, or else it wouldn't have launched. Sorry, I I know I know creepy stuff about your phone because you sent me a crash log. Yeah, that's uh, what we need. We should I do a test, a, a demographic test. Next next step for that, but for I guess Nola, what we should do is. You said you want the app development. I think I will do the connections. Connections? Like I will reach out to the manufacturer and I'll reach out to the... When, what, if and when we get to that. Yeah, the bars. And well, I think if we go to the pitch and we can manage to snag one bar, that would be like, hey, that's yeah. decent. That will just also, put us ahead of the game. Be, also, bars are going to be interested uh, in the next few weeks because they They're are... reopening. Yeah. They want to have a new spicy product. Yeah. So with uh, with approaching bars, I think the best approach should be we get as many as possible and then we spray and we basically try to get as many as down. Well, I guess even just take... a letter of interest. Like uh, saying, would no, you be what, interested? What, what I mean to say is, first of all, half the people aren't even going to talk to us. Yeah, yeah. We, we just go to every bar physically possible. Not physical. We won't. We won't be able to go. Oh no! You, you know what I mean. Like call. every bar yeah. that we can reach yeah, yeah. out to, we'll reach so out to. What we do is, I think, for the purpose of the podcast, uh, to make that sort of experiment thing, which I, I kind of like, because it'll be cool, like collection data. We can write a blog post on it. It'll be pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, what we do is, say, we find ten willing bars who are willing to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Right. You take one approach of talking to them, mm-hmm. and I take one approach of talking to them. Not yep. necessarily age or anything, just like how we pitch it. And not them. necessarily um, like negative either, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like we, we take can, two we good approaches. What the messaging, yeah, what yeah. the messaging is. And that way, basically... Uh, we can just collect the data at the end. Yeah. yeah. And it basically allows us like a quick litmus test for whose approach was it. So yeah. it'll be easier to follow along from a user narrative point of view as well. Yeah. It'll just be like, okay. His because the like thing like Nicole wanted to see a lot more of was what's the personalization of what we're doing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why is... like, I think what she was saying about uh, if we were to make resources for people to look at, that would be quite interesting because she's willing to distribute that to Future Anything. And I looked up Future Anything and they have like 200 schools. Yeah, Future Anything is pretty big. I know that um, uh, quite a few schools and even Logan run a few, so it's quite interesting. Yeah, so I think the so, broader uh, reach. When we're making Nola's website and logo and stuff, just make sure you screen record. Yep. So we can work on the website together. We'll do the same design idea thing, and we can just throw the whole user flow, or like the whole development flow, mm. into a video, just sped up. Yep. That would look pretty cool. A sick time lapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Especially that. Especially when we see like 
redesigning our website four times because we don't like how it looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think we've, we've, we're onto something with NOLA because it's a lot more different than what people are, I guess, trying yeah. at the moment because everyone's yeah. going for the online approach. Yeah. But if, like, that's the thing at the moment. I think a big issue in business is everyone's too afraid to launch a physical product. Mm-hmm. Like, so everyone on has top of this. That, uh, a bit of meta stuff. I was reading about DTC companies, and Harvard Business Review wrote an article last week, I think May the 4th, and I was reading this on May the 5th, and basically. Just going through a uh, Cinco de Mayo. Anyways, no. They were going through uh, what DDC was and what yep. it is now. And basically, they were saying that as a business model, it's really good. But the approach everyone's taking was really bad. So number yep. one, we have to... The branding, as Nicole said, is very important. Mm. The approach a lot of businesses were taking in the DDC heyday, which was like three or four years ago yeah. was blanding as they called it, which is basically, okay. Pastel colors, text mark logo, yeah. lowercase sans serif font and put a full stop at the end and you got your branding done. Yeah. Okay. That was what everyone was doing. And they basically like ran that into the ground on top of that. Uh, DTC blindly going into it as a business model is not necessarily good so two examples one is liquid death they are basically branded water like it's like water in a can yep sort of like we're thinking but it's just plain water in a can yep with death metal and punk branding branding yeah 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 that's i think that's something we need to look into is what kind of art Yeah, like what kind of art are we looking at? I'm thinking iridescent, like bright colors. Yeah, but I was thinking like doodling sort of as well. Doodling as well, that would work, yeah. Like, I don't know how crazy you can go with cans though. I don't know. I, 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 I know. Like, I don't, I'd like I, to I look a bit further going into that crazy, well. I, I think going crazy may not go down well because in the end, we're trying to aim this at as mass market as possible yeah and pull it like there's a there's a difference between being unique and then just like yeah. drawing for the sake of drawing if you know what i mean yeah so and i think we like, gotta find the, the sweet spot monster and like red bull and people like that draw a very specific audience which is like young yeah. junkies weirdo peoples yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> we're allowed to say that yeah yeah <laughs> We're allowed to say that, okay? Young weirdo people. It's yeah, yeah. no judgment. Yeah, yeah. I see where you're coming from. But like we want to draw uh, a larger demographic, which is why we wouldn't mm-hmm. go for such outlandish, so, outstanding. Yep. Liquid Death was like a... Liquid Death's an interesting case study. This will be really good material for the podcast, by the way. Liquid Death's an interesting case study because they're like a venture capital thing with a really nice branding. Uh, but Just done right. Very, very, very specific in the target market. It's like really specific. They have niche that thing. Like, I wouldn't buy their products. Yeah, it's it's really garish. 
So you're saying we should go for a more nuanced market. So yeah, what I'm saying is uh, the counterpoint. Okay, so Liquid Death raised about two million bucks in venture funding um, to make this water company. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum is a company called Live Aid. Mm-hmm. Not Live Aid, Life Aid. Not like Live Aid is like the concert Pink Floyd retired. Oh, sorry, not sorry. Queen retired at uh, yep. Life Aid. It's like such a Life Aid. It's basically like one of those uh, health and fitness supplement drinks. Yep. Life Aid. And basically, I was listening to a podcast with the guy who made it. And his story was like completely bootstrapped. So he made it himself to start off with. He knew some people in like a laboratory somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he made it himself, packaged it, and he grew by selling it or well, selling it through gyms. So it was like Red Bull, but actually healthy so that he could sell it through gyms. Mm-hmm. And now he has like 50 drinks with all slightly different formulations. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we've got two different case studies we should look into mm-hmm. that we can take away some valid yeah. information from. And then we've got to find mm-hmm. our own little foothold in between those mm-hmm. two broader yes. scopes on the spectrum. Okay. Yeah. I think, really good position. Gonna, I think our branding is sort of going to be like tongue in cheek, but for everyone. Yeah, like, not too edgy and not too unrelatable, but still yeah, not too relatable to be. Yeah, to it's, be it's like it's it's a gag drink, which may end up being like right. interesting because, like, okay, it more the more I think about it, it's. Uh, do you want to hear something I wrote down? It's terrible. Do you want to hear it though? Just, just. All right, it's great. Rattle. It's actually great. I don't know why I'm telling you it's bad. No additives, no sugars, no artificial nonsense, no worries, Nola. I like it. I know. I like it. It's, it's, it's not like too bad. It. it appeals to the... And then we put down like the enterprise with a good conscience at the end. Yeah. Maybe we have... That, could, that actually looks sick on a website. What? Like that, like, that no, written in no. block. But wait, yeah. okay. Just, just a second. We're saying no a lot. No, but um, no, no, it's we're like not a saying no. no. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a good no. It's like you don't know. We don't really have much to say yes about. Let's be real. We're cutting a lot out of the drink, <laughs> uh, and I think it's yeah. good saying like okay. talking. Uh, just just a slight detour, slight slight tangent. When we were talking about cutting a lot out of the drink, two questions. Number one, do you want it to be? sparkling water so it like fizzes like coke does i think we have to or just still okay okay sparkling water done yeah coloring the coloring in the that coke uses is the most common coloring made for everyone so it's well well tolerated the only problem is that you can't buy it at a consumer level so we can't make a test batch and try it out (laughs) like i tried very hard to find it i think there is one supplier i know who can who can Get it to us. Maybe get it to us. Uh, yeah, and if that works out, then I'll see if I can order it in the next few days. All right. Which will be great. So I'll and then we'll make a, a cheeky Nola test batch. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Second thing was, do you want to sweeten it? I feel like when we say no nonsense. Yeah, the moment we say like 
uh, artificial sweetener, people are going to be like, uh, um, wait a second. Well, what is Basically, it? Okay, I wasn't thinking of an artificial sweetener. Yeah, I was thinking we there could get a an actual called, There is a thing called monk fruit. It's the Continue. same thing Magic Spoon uses. It's okay. the same thing Magic Spoon uses, okay? All right. I didn't do any research. I just... <laughs> you just know it's out doing. there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I didn't... Yeah, I just duped what they were doing. Anyways, I looked into it. It is zero calorie sugar. It's like zero calorie sweetener. But the oh. only thing is, it's more expensive than sugar. But what is that? We, we'll have to do a... We'll have to figure out... Do a bit of... And that'll analysis around this. If we're pitching, if we're pitching to bars, we'll actually have to talk to contract manufacturers and ask them how much it'll cost to make yep. this thing. Because it's going to be a bit more than like, oh, maybe it'll cut, cost this. We're going to need yeah, a definite we'll need answer. To, we'll need to price it for them. Yep. I was thinking that we price it at the exact same cost as Coke because our production costs are going to be higher. Mm-hmm. Right? But our... But, Ingredients because, list like, is going to be very short. It's less. <laughs> but the thing is, like Coke, it costs, I was doing research into this as well, and Coke is like, it costs them under 50 cents to make a full can. Like, yeah, we're not going to be running that slim. We don't need we're, to run that slim though, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm trying to say is that even if we price our product at the same exact same price as Coke, right, because our ingredients are less, Right, even though our costs will be higher, we can still get a reasonable margin out of it. The only thing is the main costs start coming in when we get distribution. Yep. So that is something we really have to work out. Because if oh, we're we relying can, on someone else We we cross if, that bridge when okay. it comes it. <laughs> Pretty much, but we I think it's gonna be in the back of the head. It's right gonna be in the back of the head, yeah. Uh, the two considerations. One is we go with the distribution center. For off the bat, so, but that is like a lot of money up front. That I was is. looking into Amazon fulfillment, so like <laughs> we can sell off Amazon, which would be easy, but it's expensive. Anyways, yep. the second is if we get like one or two people hooked who mm-hmm. like want to buy, and if we say launch online and we get pre-orders, the only, like the other thing was how are we gonna send it to America? It weighs like fourteen kgs. We have to find someone to make it. Why are you sending it to America? Okay, no, hear me out, right? If you reckon that's our main product hunt, if if no, if we were to launch on product hunt, and yes, it is because America has twenty times as many people as Australia. (laughs) Although I don't think right now is a good time to a good time to be telling them tongue in cheek business ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, if we ever cross a bridge, any online launch will get us people from the US. Yeah. And then the question becomes how do we how deal do we with that? Send it to people. Yeah, and how US? do we break the gap between us and the US for future ventures? I would think the easiest way to go about it would be to find another contract manufacturer in the US. Over there and then we just give them the same. would be manufacturing it. We yeah. just give them the same They'll information. Be the exact same way. Yeah. That could I'm work. sure, I'm sure if we manage to sell it to someone here and we get a contract manufacturer on board, they will know someone. Yeah. I mean, if we get that far, we're going to ride. 